1: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reached the top of the billboard charts on this day in history. And on this day in history, the transfer portal giveth, and it also taketh away. Oh, man, every university, um, every football program, I should say, around the country has to deal with the transfer portal issues now, gentlemen. It's the real deal, All right. Shut your no mouth. <laughs> you know it. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Uh, Patrick I'm Gossett, just talking about Shad. Doing a great job on yeah. top of the charts Tuesday. Uh, but the big story today, transfer portal, gentlemen. Um, it is obviously the national, international story. It's the World Cup. USA, USA, USA. I like with it. a big win over like Iran. It. But in our neck of the woods, a lot of people are talking about the transfer portal. And just in the... I don't know the last know, eight hours or so. I don't even know if it's been that long. Maybe it's less. I believe now we're at seven different Longhorns reportedly who are expected to enter the transfer portal when it officially opens. You guys know. You guys let me know if I'm off, but I I believe at this point we are at Troy O'Meary. Yep. Uh, DJ Harris. Correct. Uh, Prince Dorba is on Mm -hmm. this list as well. Remember, I just asked about him the other day. Now you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you know. Now I know. (laughs) you know. Uh, uh, Andre Carrick. Yep. See, he was in the Big 12 package, the O-line package. I thought they were doing something. He he played. I mean, every game, you saw him get a lot of reps, important reps, too, even in the past game Mm -hmm. uh, versus the Baylor Bears. But Andre Carrick also in this group. Uh, J.D. Coffey, the defensive back uh, in this group. Jameer Johnson, also another D.B., uh, in the group expected to be in transfer portal. And probably the biggest name, but least surprising, QB Hudson Card. Yeah. So a total of seven long ones. So we got a quarterback Hudson Card, wide receiver Troy Mary, offensive lineman Andre Carrick, uh, linebacker slash edge rusher Prince Dorba, uh, DJ Harris, also a linebacker. Some people say he's kind of an edge guy too. Uh, DBs, JD Coffee, and Jameer Johnson All right, Those yeah. are the seven as of now.
0: As of right now. There will be more. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, 37 or 38 different players came in last year for for Texas from freshman and sophomore, plus, what, 57 new faces mm-hmm. at the some university, some transfer portal some guys. Transfer guys. I mean, it is what it is, and that's what we've been noticing throughout college football throughout the, the past year. As soon as that became available— that's what we expected to happen. You're gonna find some attrition year in and year out as long as this is available, right? As long as people are able to leave and go wherever they want to, it's like free agency. You're basically here on a one year deal anyway. So they're making their moves and trying to figure out where can I go to play. But to your point, I think the biggest name out of all of them happens to be Hudson Card. And this is something that I wanna give him a lot of credit for mm-hmm. for sticking around. He 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 played a major role in some of the success that Texas had uh, this past year, especially when the injury happened to Quinn yours, and he was able to play and be very efficient. That's why I was screaming for him, give him an opportunity in some of these games we were losing because you never know what the spark may be. I didn't say bench Quinn yours. I said give him that opportunity to provide a spark. Now he's going to go somewhere, and I hope for his sake, because he did do the right thing by sticking around, He has an opportunity to go somewhere and have success.
1: And I believe of all these players, he's probably the one Texas is going to miss the most. Agreed. Uh, Just because as we I think if any lesson was learned from the 2022 Big 12 football season, it was you better have a backup. Yes. And they better be ready to go. No doubt. I always say that quarterback. It's weird that quarterback is the most important position in football, and yet you know, backup is basically the insurance policy behind that. And people don't prioritize as much as they should. I think in college they do it more than they do in the NFL. But everything important in our life, we have insurance on: life, health, car. Uh, <laughs> yep. And I think same thing with the quarterback position. Make sure you got insurance on it. He was a great insurance policy. No and I, no I, I'm with you. I think it, you can even argue that Sark should have tapped into that insurance policy Agreed. a little bit more than he did, but he was great. Gave you a chance to beat Bama. Yep. Uh, he was not the reason you lost Ed Tech. You, I mean, he did everything in his Drove power. You down the field to, you to get a
0: field goal <laughs> to win game. Everything in his power yeah. to
1: help give you that yep. win. Uh, Hudson Carr was actually fantastic. Uh, and he, actually, this is something we can actually document. We all believe it. I test and numbers prove it. He got better. No doubt oh, yeah. no Hudson Card was a much better player This was a guy at one point That people Had written off yeah. Right They had uh, Was it uh, Gino, What did Gino Smith say They wrote me off But I didn't write but back But I didn't write back <laughs> uh, That was Hudson Card Yeah I wrote Hudson Card right off um, But he didn't write back He just put his nose To the grindstone He just decided, you know what, I'm going to work. It's time to get back to work. He worked. He got better. Last year, the narrative was oh, he ain't got that dog in him. Right. Um, he can't handle the big moments. He's not a natural leader. Mm-hmm. And this season, if you don't like what people are saying, change the conversation. That's exactly what he did. Nobody was saying that he ain't had that dog in him not at versus all. Bama. Um, because, a lot you know, of people were giving him love. On one damn leg he yeah. gave you a chance yeah. to beat Bama. Nobody uh, said that he was shook on the road in big games. Not not the case with him. So I'll give Hudson Carr a lot of credit. If you're a, a college football program like a, an SMU or hell, if, if Spencer Sanders leaves Oklahoma State, that'd be a nice spot for him too. Yep. Uh, if you're you're about to lose your starting quarterback, man, Hudson Carr would be a, a hell of a land, a soft landing spot for your QB position. Yeah, and I mean, we talk. he's also in the Leadership Council, which was big this year to get this team kind yep. of set in the right mindset Agreed. where they didn't have that slide at the end of the season where there was yep. a couple games where last year that team gave up and basically, got snowball snowballed out of the rest of the season, right? Yep. So the fact they come back, win those last two games, have an eight-win season—that's he's part of that. He's part of that he's leadership doing that. It. He's part of those players-only meetings to rebound after those big losses. Yep. So th- that as well is a big piece you're losing here in Texas, and that another school is going to be very lucky to get.
0: Yeah, I think he's. I think he's Agreed. earned the respect of his peers. I think he earned the respect of the Texas fans, to your point, Rod, where everyone was questioning him, trying to figure out if he was really that dude. He showed that he really is that dude, and Mm -hmm. he fought through it. He may not say a lot to us. He may not say a lot to the other media members that are out there, but he definitely had a place in that locker room. We saw Jay Witt. Jay Witt even said he is going to be successful wherever school that he goes to because I'm pulling for him as well. So those guys yeah, in the locker room, if they look at you that way, you've been in those locker rooms, I've been in locker rooms too, and you want the respect of your teammates more than any other group of people in this world. Mm-hmm. So if your, if your boys in the locker room are in love and feel like you gave them love, yeah. they got your back.
1: Yeah, I remember you know one of the things I pointed out before the season started was when You know, all the players were posting videos and pictures from the locker room with Quinn Ewers. And I was like, well, the quarterback competition seems to be over for me. Right. Uh, Because, you know, the players in the locker room, they make the choice. Mm -hmm. Right. It's an election and they're, you know, they're the voters. (laughs) And they're like, they're choosing Quinn Ewers because they're sending out videos of them rapping with Quinn Ewers, him rapping with the players and and the the pictures of him hanging out with the players. And I said, I wanted to see more, more of Hudson Card. In that role, yep. because it was a quarterback competition still at the time. But to me, it wasn't because the signals that I was receiving from the locker room via social media are saying, now, nah, Quentin Ewers is our guy. I remember after, man, what game was it? It might have been like after maybe like the West Virginia game or something like that. Uh, before the Oklahoma game, oh, that's what, oh, yeah, scumbags. yeah, yeah, and there was a video of Hudson Card posted. I forgot, I think, it might, yeah. I forget what receiver it was. Yep. and he's rapping a rap it, lyric. I think, worthy, I think it was Worthy, actually. I think it was Worthy. He's he's like rapping. No, he, rap. was he was
0: with Jade Barron. It was Jade That's who he was with. Yeah, he was he with Jade Barron. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And he's in the locker
1: room, yeah. and yeah. was, uh, cause I'm not cool enough to rap the rap lyric. Yeah. I went and tried. All right, but uh, it just, it showed me that at that time he was their guy. Yes, like when you start, those signals coming out. Like, no, no, no that's our guy. This you back man. in the group? Yeah, you exactly you right. You back in the clique? We've already decided. No, nah, no, nah, nah, we will elect you as a leader. We'll follow you. Yeah, yep. yeah. You, you yep. got, you got enough of that dog in you. Yeah, no and doubt. And I think that to, to me, for us in card. To be able to assert himself now in that role and people always question his leadership style and if he was vocal enough and all those right. things i love that for him because that's growth that's that's maturity mm-hmm. that's him um taking advantage of the moment and and taking advantage of the opportunity and like i said he like he didn't like what people are saying. I'm sure he right. didn't, but he changed the conversation. Like we, we're having a different conversation Absolutely. now about Hudson Carr than we had a year ago this time.
0: And the, that's, and that's the, all about. It's all about him. And the respect has been given throughout the uh, Longhorn Nation. Mm-hmm. And everybody yeah. understood Agreed. what it was about, man. Yeah. So I wish him nothing but the best. He's one of those kids that you 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 saw it. He was a high talent. When he was coming out of high school at Lake Travis, we were a lot of people were also talking about maybe he should just move to wide receiver. If he would have moved to wide receiver, we wouldn't have had I a man quarterback. Saying that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he had this opportunity. So moving forward, I wish that kid nothing but the best, and I know that somebody's going to get a very high-level quarterback in their program here within the next couple of weeks probably.
1: All right, so we all know the other positions other than quarterback. And Texas is fine at quarterback, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're,
0: they're, they got some numbers they up got, there. They got
1: some numbers at quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Arch Manning's coming in early, so they're fine at quarterback. Still got Malik Murphy. Still got Malik, Still got Malik Murphy. That's, yeah. they're, they're okay at quarterback. Even when Hudson Card leaving, they'll miss him, but they, they're stacked there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other positions that are leaving, you got a wide receiver leaving in Troy Amir. You got an offensive lineman leaving Andre Carrick. You got two linebackers slash edge guys in Prince Dorber and DJ Harris, and two DBs in J.D. Coffey and Jameer Johnson. And, I'll obviously keep in, in mind there are also the seniors who are leaving, the guys who are there in Senior Night and you probably believe that Rojo and Bijan are leaving too. Yep. What should cause Texas has to look at their roster now and with the transfer portal and how it's linked now to NIL, you almost look at your roster like an NFL executive does or a GM does at this point. <laughs> funny. Because your money now is linked to your roster, is linked to the transfer portal and your acquisitions. What do you prioritize in the transfer portal if you're Texas? What's your top priority? Looking at the totality of what's coming back, what you retain, or what you think you retain, I guess these days, uh,
0: or at what's leaving. Secondary, I okay. still look at the secondary. I look at the uh, safety position. Mm-hmm. You just you just mentioned J.D. Coffee, another one of those guys that yeah. is leaving. Anthony Cook is another person is that gone. is going to be gone. Yeah that you're going to need to replace. And I know there's some other guys that are out there that believe that they're the next ones to step into that line, but there's nothing like having skins on the wall. So if you've got a guy that's been playing at another university that is looking to come in and making an impact that have had big numbers elsewhere, I think you should go there. I also think, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Ford. Uh, what is his plans going yeah, to be, by that. the way? I'm gonna talk about. You gonna miss demo? You so definitely. That's so, uh, what I was about and, to say. And tough. And, and tough. So, so the, linebacker. that linebacker mm-hmm. position is going to be uh, another one of those positions of need. I think you, you got to find somebody that's gonna play the outside corner. I think Terrence Brooks has done great. I think that's uh, why they
1: gave him more reps down yeah, stretch. They, they want they him know. to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, obviously Ryan Watts. Funny thing is, Ryan Watts and Terrence Brooks come from the same high school.
1: Oh, yeah. nice.
0: Yeah, they're oh, both really? from the same high school. you guys. just
1: had two, uh, two from high school, same yeah. high school last year yep. that started at the same time Deshaun Jameson and Anthony Cook. Yep. DB High, baby. DB High, baby. Houston yep. Lamar. Yep. Uh, yeah, you no, you're right about that. But you got yep. Jaron Thompson coming back. Yep. Um, they like him. Like Honestly, him a lot. He, he he grew a lot this year, too. He do. And I, they yep. started late and I don't know where they're going to put him. They were using Mo Blackwell later on down the stretch in that hybrid yep. role, right? Yep. Sometimes he's playing safety. Sometimes they put him down at linebacker depth. So I think they like what they see from Mo Blackwell. You're going to see more of him because they basically would use Tuck in that role. Correct. As a kind of a hybrid player last year when they would go to 40. It's not last year, last season. This this season, I should say. Last week. It feels like, in my head, I'm (laughs) already past tense. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this past season, they would use Tuck in that hybrid role and they would go 40 personnel with uh, just four defensive backs on the field. But they they thought he would match up well guarding tight ends and and defending running backs uh, out of the backfield. Now you got Mo Blackwell, who I think actually is going to be a more productive, mm-hmm. more in, more of an impact player in that role than Tuck could be. So you got that guy in that role too. They like Taft Daddy. I know yep. people. You know, like talk about Taft have they given
0: him a scholarship yet? They have
1: not given Taft Daddy a scholarship. Doing? I don't know what they're waiting yeah. on. Michael Taff, uh, Westlake product. Shout out there, but uh, Taft Daddy, man, they they say he's earned his way well on the field. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so they like him a lot. Even when uh uh Jaren Thompson went down yep. this year, and Anthony Cook went down, both mm-hmm. of them went down at different times. He threw taff Daddy
0: in there, and he held his own. And I mean, he they, they took, the, the speed yeah. again—that's what we were talking about before. He, by the end of the season, he got comfortable with the speed of the game too. Yeah, because at first you were like, "Oh my God, they're they're exposing him. They're going after him." Of the, but and then they he got—I didn't after him too, right? And then <laughs> he figured it out and started making some plays. So. Yeah, I'm looking at that safety position as one of those agree of that. need. And, of course, the linebacker position. I think safety and linebackers, where they start, uh, Texter here says, what about
1: D-line? Yeah, you could go to the edges maybe, but Baron Sorrell's coming back for you, isn't he? Yep. Baron Sorrell's yep. coming back. Big and you, timer. And think about your interior D-line. Even though you're losing Colburn, you're probably going to lose Ojimo. Um uh, Man, you're still deep. You still yeah. got Byron Murphy. You still Tavondre Sweat, we're not sure about. We so don't know. We're not sure, but I think heard Bobby he Burton might be leaning this morning, back.
0: Heard Bobby Burton this morning on with B&E. He mentioned that he was believing from some of his conversations that he thought that Tavondre Sweat would be somebody that's back.
1: I think so too. I, yeah. I think, you know, I think he might be leaning to coming back. Still had Alfred Collins, who had one of his best games of the year yep. in the last game yeah, versus he did. Baylor. He balled out in that game. So you'd have Alfred Collins you could throw out there. Uh don't forget about Vernon Broughton. He's mm-hmm. already been brought in. He's still out there as a part of that group. So you're actually still you may not be five, six deep on the interior D line like you were yeah. this year. But you'll be faux-deep, still deeper than 80% of the defensive interior D-lines in the country. And Baron Sorrell, this year, I mean, he had a bit of a coming-out party. Yeah. If he can stay on that trajectory, you can expect him to be an impact player for you, too. So you probably got to find another defensive end. Yeah. What's a a go Is a go-food gone? No. Uh, that's why I got to go look yeah, I think, at I think, yeah, I got to look at it. It's hard to keep up with the COVID years. COVID years are the things that are tough. <laughs> yeah, those <laughs> are the things
0: everybody where you're like, up. oh, I got another year. Uh, you could be here for seven man, years.
1: Miss Sanders got another year. I know. You kept telling me that, and I
0: was like, that's not real. Yes. Like, yes, he does. Not, yeah. He does. And then and we then had, had the Sam Mays on, on and said, I can't believe he's going to be in college one more year. He's on that Jordan Shipley plan. He's on that shit that both skis. That both skis. That plan. But
1: he come back. If he doesn't come back, by the way, if I am Mike Gundy, I'm coming after Hudson Carr. Yeah. Carr.
0: I know a lot of people think ca- that card, card
1: hard. That's right. <laughs> I'm going after card hard. There's that's a lot. I-, of, I know a lot
0: of people keep thinking that Hudson Carr might end up at Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin. Ah, oh, so okay, oh, yeah. Well,
1: if, you know what? If I'm Hudson Card, I'd rather play for Lane Kiffin than most right. coaches. just because right. he's, like, he's going to put you on gonna, that level. Yeah, he's going to make yeah. you a... He's okay. going. He basically is going to make you an NFL caliber prospect, at least. I don't know if you're going to play, but he'll make you a prospect.
0: Because he now has just lost his other quarterback, got into the transfer portal as well. His backup quarterback mm. entered the transfer portal. So, okay, there's a lot uh, of movement, man. I like
1: here, Chan says Utah for Card.
0: Well, I mean... Yeah. I mean, Utah keeps taking all the Texas quarterbacks. Utah I SMU. think Cam Risen has another year, too, so you, why would I go They there? got you Quentin Jackson running and, the rock. Running the He's rock. Like a he road had road a touch- over there. Yeah. He had a touchdown the Pulled, other day. the road, yeah. <laughs> that's Yeah. No, you're right about that. Yo.
1: And, yeah, don't forget, SMU is always a spot. Al- always. They all, man. Always. They got two of them. No, Buccelli. All right. And Garrett Gilbert found a great home there at SMU. Do you think
0: Sonny Dykes goes after him? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Well, but you got like ch- your Chandler Moore. But still, I'm with you. Hey.
1: Yeah, this year, Chandler Moore has lost a job, and you had your best season right. since 2014. I wouldn't doubt it. What an big, experienced but, quarterback. Yeah, I would bring in and Carr. Like yeah. I said, the, the lesson you learned from 2022 in the Big 12 is you better have a backup. And if you got don't, to. you're going to be SOL. Yeah. You got to have a backup that can go win you two, three games, or at least can help you win a game or keep you in a game. If you have a drastic, dramatic, precipitous drop-off, kind of how— Oklahoma State actually. Exactly. They're probably the best example.
0: That is the perfect example. And one of
1: them was Gundy's kid. Exactly. (laughs) And you got that kind of drop off, you got no shot at all. Because chances are. I think every team in the Big Twelve except for Iowa State had to play their
0: backup. Right. Right. Right? Wait. Yeah? Did anybody else? West Virginia did have to play because JT Daniels was the quarterback. Everybody
1: except Hunter Deckers. He was the only one that made it through that's the because he was
0: built different. He was thick. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Deckers I, I believe lefty. that's the
1: case because Max Duggan, that was early on. Yeah. When Morris went down. Yep. We know Texas. Uh, Oklahoma State, we know that. Oklahoma, of course, yeah. just played there with the backup. Yeah, man. Um, West Virginia, you just said. We know uh, for K-State, they went through their backups with Will Howard. Now he's the starter. It's just, man. Yeah, you better have it right. And, and TCU, they they landed on the upside of a lot of situations because they, they played backups right time. or they knocked out a back uh, a starter and end up playing Absolutely. the backup. Absolutely. So hey, man, better yeah. have your backup ready to go. Uh, all right, uh, that's some uh, transfer portal update news. Anything we missed the transfer portal discussion?
0: No, uh, half want- of Texas State is gone. Uh, Texas State yeah. uh, Bobcats. They're they're pretty much every player is trying to get in the transfer portal. I ended up turning off my notifications. There was so many that was going out there. I was like, man, every week. We got, I mean, every day we got somebody getting in there. But going back to Texas players, you know, a player that I was hoping was going to get a chance to play was J.D. Coffey. Okay. Uh, I, I liked him a lot. And coming up, if you go back and look at his tape coming out, everybody thought he was going to be one of those impactful players mm-hmm. and Possibly thought he was going to get a chance because Anthony Cook, you didn't know what was to expect from him, yeah. and you definitely didn't know what Jaron Thompson was going to be. There were some plays that Jaron Thompson, everybody started questioning to him mm-hmm. the year before, and then he came back and improved, so he silenced a lot of those critics yeah. as well. So I think that's where J.D. was like, well... He ain't going nowhere. So my time, <laughs> I'm tired of running down here on special teams. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. so you start That's, making
1: some of those it's changes. That's a good point. It says a lot that Jay, you got two DBs leaving. Yep. Um, it, I think, because trust me, I've been in those meeting rooms, in those locker rooms. Those two guys see the writing on the wall, yeah. um, which means, uh, you know, a young Terrence Brooks, what is he, a sophomore? Yeah, freshman. Freshman. He was a freshman. All yeah. right, so, yeah, you know, and he looks like he, hell, he was getting more – uh, he, he was getting more snaps down the stretch than Deshaun he Jameson. Was. Even after Deshaun Jameson's yep. concussion protocol and injury, they were playing a lot of young Terrence yeah. Brooks down the stretch. Yep. I think that will continue. We know Ryan Watts is coming back. I mean, there's no drop off there. He's going to continue to play uh, close to an all conference level and just get better. And, yeah, I mean, and Jade Barron. Jade yep. Barron is your go to corner yep. if you can't. Now, if you, if you find a good nickel then you can move, you, you him, can move him out to corner. But if yeah. you don't find a good nickel, he's your nickel. Yep. And then you're looking for another corner there. But I think that you have him with Ryan Terrence, Watts with Terrence and Terrence Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. So I think that's your and three, you know, DBs, your three corners right there.
0: Yeah. And then uh the other mm-hmm. player that I was, you know, kind of sad and we were waiting for quite some time to see him get on the field is uh, our man Troy Amiri. I was, I was really, really hoping that – uh he got a chance to shine, and he just never could be healthy. I mean, and then you bring in different players and, and things kind of get away from you. And you, you talked about this before. Some guys don't fit what Sark is looking for no. in certain players on, on the offensive side of the ball, especially at the wide receiver position. So maybe he just didn't fit it and he couldn't get on the field. He just couldn't get on. So he's somebody that I hope can go somewhere and make a name for himself because we saw glimpses. Uh, a couple years ago. But we never got a chance to see him get on track on the field.
1: This is a guy that was uh, reportedly starting reps as a true freshman. That's how uh, phenomenal he was. That's how much upside you could see with him. And he had those back-to-back lower leg injuries. And I can tell you, as a guy that had you know multiple injuries, uh, consecutive injuries, it just sets you back so much. We're yeah. talking about cultivating a craft. Yeah. And this is a guy, you know, we don't know how he got his freakish skill set and traits, um, but it's obvious that he lost a lot of that experience explosion with those back-to-back, just atrophy yeah. over time. I mean, just losing some of that muscle mass, losing some of that explosivity. So he may be a different type of player for the rest of his career. I talked to my man Bo Skate about this. Bo Skate first came to Texas. They were lining him out wide and yeah. tight in.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you're talking about a next he was level. A free. To, he yeah. was like a JT Sanders. Yeah when he first got to Texas. And he had multiple, he had a knee injury in high school, multiple knee injuries here man, in Texas. He, had, he couldn't get on he, the
0: field on Texas. But exactly. It, hurt. It,
1: but it, once he did play, it turned him into a different player. He didn't right. have the explosivity anymore. Right, right. He wasn't a, the, like the J.T. Sanders anymore. He was more of a inline tight end, still NFL caliber guy, but lost some of that explosion. Yep. Um, and I think for a guy like Troy unfortunately, he may be a player, can still play, but he may have to change up his style of play. Yeah, for sure. Because of those injuries. It's just the way
0: it is. Man. He may be one of of those freak tight ends,
1: and was say puts some weight on him and yeah. become a tight end.
0: Man, he looked like he was already big. You know what I'm saying? Like he a is, big, strong dude. Be that flex guy. He probably can't block, yeah. but he can definitely be that that mismatch at the uh, tight end position totally as well. The flex, yeah. yeah, the flex. No, it's a flex. <laughs> uh, all right, what you got coming up for Hard Hard Life? I'm gonna talk a little bit about uh, some of these unsung <laughs> heroes on the University of okay. Texas. Guys that you know, we could talk about Jalen. For we can also talk about. Uh, Be John Robinson, and they deserve all the credit. But there are some other guys that played a, a role this year that I was very impressed with.
1: Yeah, okay, i oh, will get into that coming up. Harsh Knock Life, stick around for it right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to put another horn. Another day is here,
0: and you're ready for
1: it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. Street, my man. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael. Oh, that's funny. Michael. It's the hard time. Welcome back to a Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your it's your homie, Hardball Harge. You can follow me on Twitter at HardballHard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow my man behind the glass that's in charge of Top of the Charts Tuesday and all of our themes throughout the week at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're part of the show on the Specs text line, at least some of y'all. 512-337-3776. And obviously, you know, the, the top stories of today USA, USA winning USA. as well. And now they're on to the next round, round of 16. But the other stories are is the transfer portal. And there are so many quality kids that are going to be looking for a new home. And, Rod, you and I have talked about this last year when it first started happening. And then looking at what we're going through this year, I hope these kids land on their feet and go to a quality university where they're going to get a chance to play because – I always say this, the grass may be greener on the other side, but you never know what they're fertilizing their grass with. (laughs) So you might be thinking you're going to this beautiful place, but then all of a sudden you realize they spray painted the field. Hmm. So just be careful at what you do. I'm not against any of these kids taking these opportunities and these chances because that is the world that we are living in nowadays. Right. So enjoy yourself. Go out there and take the process, but make sure you and your family understand it may not end up the way that you thought it would. That's real. Because so, that's what we've seen before. But I want to do this little – this what I've seen – this year, some of the players that stood out to me that made a huge impact that we weren't sure they were going to make that type of impact. Um, number one that I've been talking about all year is Jade Barron. Mm-hmm. Jade Barron impressed me. We knew he had talent coming out of uh, uh, Pflugerville Conley, but originally, don't forget, he was going to Baylor. Then they made the coaching change and he flipped at the last second and came to the University of Texas. Matt Rule Matt Rule mm-hmm. left yep. and he was like, "You know what? Might as well stay here, see what's going to happen." And what all he ended up doing this year was showing up and showing out. He had 60 or excuse me. 68 tackles mm-hmm. and played an he had a touchdown return for an interception and he had a fumble recovery and I didn't see anybody all year that could play and blow up those screen plays better than than he did all year. And that's Agreed. throughout the country. Yeah, You know, there everybody runs that same type of offense. But he went out there and blew up every single play. And I was very impressed with the way that he tackled this year. Because how many times did we get to talk about it every single week? Mm-hmm. We were all saying, golly, how many missed tackles did Texas have during the games? I mean, it is what it is. And he went out there – and showed up yep. and showed out. Great. Very, very impressed with him. Another player that we had a lot of conversation about before the season started and everyone kept saying this was Baron Sorrell. Baron Sorrell coming oh, yeah, off the yeah, edge. Yeah. What were we saying? Uh, Texas, what, had two and a half – their sack leader had two and a half sacks mm-hmm. last year. I think he got that in the first game, yeah. the way he was out there balling. I think we blew those numbers up. So I thought Baron Sorrell, who ended the season – with five and a half sacks this year, and he was the leader this past season, which was very, very good. Uh, another player that we were thinking uh, we need to see a little bit more of him was was on the defensive line. He's an older player, but we were looking for him to step up, and that's our man Keandre Colbert. Yeah, huge, How many man. times this we, uh, this season huge. did he show up? on the mm-hmm. top graded on pro football focus. You know how I am about pro football focus sometimes, <laughs> but the way that he impacted the ball games was so was so massive that you couldn't keep your eyes off of it. He played well. Agreed. And lastly on the defensive side, I was very impressed with the way that Jaron Thompson rebounded from last season. He was a young player Everybody was questioning how he was going to be able to Mm -hmm. perform. And, well, do we need to get somebody else on the field? He went out there and balled out. So I want to give a a shout-out to what he was able to do. (laughs) Now on the offensive side of the ball, I mean, it's pretty easy to see that the player that stood out the most on the offensive side of the ball is not Bijan, we know that, not Rojo, we knew that, but Jatavian Sanders. The way that he was able, we heard the whole offseason, the most improved, best hands, and he had his coming out party. Now, towards the end of the season, it looked like they kind of went away from him Mm -hmm. or even were taking him off of the read of what Quinn Ewers was supposed to be looking for. But he still, nonetheless, he was one of the better players for the University of Texas. You know I'm a big fan of Jordan Whittington. I thought his blocking was unbelievable this year. And then when he did get the ball into his hands, he made plays. I know people go, well, he fumbled in the last game. Man, look, that dude gave us everything he could this past season, and he went out there and balled out. And stayed healthy. And stayed healthy Mm -hmm. for the first time this year. But I want to do something else. I want to look at if you had to pick – an offensive player of the year, you know, it would be Bijan. I would think, of right? Course. That would be it. easy. I would. Who would be your impactful newcomer for the University of Texas on the offensive side of the ball? Offensive side of the
1: well, ball. was Kelvin Banks
0: all day, every yeah. day. He's going to be a freshman All American, yeah. and he might be an All American all the way. He's he definitely going. He could possibly be a first team. I mean, mm-hmm. he's definitely going to be first team All Big Twelve. So he's an impactful player, but that will, by the way be a first-round pick. I'm going to go out there and put it out there for y'all. He's and on pace. He's, he's on, on pace to be that yeah, type of player. He's on
1: track right now, that's for
0: who, sure. Who would you consider to be the most improved offensive player? Somebody that was very scrutinized early in his career and seemed to figure it out this past year. Oh, most improved would probably be – it might be Christian Jones. Ding Ding. Yeah. That's who I was thinking as well. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. How many times were we talking about Christian Jones and yep. how he is the weak link on the offensive line? How, But we knew coming into his career, we kept thinking he was going to be a, mm-hmm. a a Banks, a I Kelvin Banks. That. He. Everybody was thinking that. Yep. He just didn't make it work. And there was a lot of changes that was going on with that offensive line and the offensive line coaches. So mm-hmm. give Kyle Flood a, a, a pat on the back for what he was able to do in year two Agreed. at the University of Texas. Um, a defensive player of the year, obviously, is going to be Jalen Ford. But I would also put in consideration uh, uh, Jade Barron. I think he was a very impactful type of player this year. I'm mm-hmm. a big Demarvin and Overshawn guy. I've always been that guy. I've always been part of Agent Zero's crew. <laughs> I just thought that you know Jalen Ford's impact was a lot bigger. You, the numbers yep. didn't lie about no it. Doubt. But I thought Jaday being able to solidify that nickel position and then even going to the coaches and saying, hey, these guys are hurt. Put me at the corner position and let me go out there and go to work. And that's exactly what he did. So I'll put that out there. You know I'm a big fan of Ryan Watts. I thought Ryan Watts was a huge impact. Even though teams were throwing at him, he was still making plays. He was always that boundary corner, and he played a very impressive cornerback. I'll let you speak on that a little bit more, but I thought the way that he handled himself coming in, I told you from day one, that was my guy. I was like, ooh, he's going to be something because he has that long arm and he can redirect people Right away. So mm-hmm. I've been very impressed with him. And then I'd also put out there uh, the most improved defensive player, obviously, was the guy that we were talking about from the very beginning of the year. I could put Jade Barron in that category as well. You could. But Baron Sorrell, Baron mm-hmm. Sorrell coming off that edge and doing the things that he was capable of doing and how he was providing pressure from day one, that was impressive to me. And I think that kid has got a bright, bright future. The one thing that we got to continue to believe in, they are, are starting to understand that development is taking place yeah. at the University of Texas, and they need to continue to grow that. Look, it's going to be fun, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this team, but I think that their focus has to stay at the task at hand and being able to 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 lead the way yep. to this Texas program. Because the foundation has been set, Rob, wouldn't you say that? Yeah. As an eight looks and good. four and they're they're heading and trending in the right direction. We're gonna see what happens mm-hmm. with this transfer portal and what's gonna happen next with players coming in and the players that are leaving. But it is a foundation is being set. The recruiting classes mm-hmm. are starting to come in and they're starting to pick up. But I also wanna give last but not least Burt Arburn, the kicker. I the thought kicker. he did. I thought he did an unbelievable job because that was one of the biggest questions coming into the year. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose Dicker the kicker. You're gonna lose him as the punter. You're gonna lose him as the kickoff guy. But I, all those those other two we can work with. But when you're leaving points on the off on the board or off the board when you have opportunities, and this kid came in and showed that he was prepared for. We didn't know who the kicker was going to be for field goals, but he never relinquished that job. So I'm gr- I'm glad to see that he was able to do so. So those are my, my players this year that I was most impressed with, and there's a lot of unsung heroes, and those are part of
1: them. Yeah, no, I think you pretty much hit on all the uh, the big – uh, really impact players on both sides of the ball when it came to the most improved uh, and like the standout performers. Because uh, on defense, there's no question about. It. I mean, you won games because of Jalen Ford. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You might be a six six win team if not for Jalen Ford and some of the plays he made uh, directly led to wins. And I'm with you about Jaday Barron. Yep. Jaday Barron, he he would be a first team All Big Twelve uh, defensive back if he hadn't dropped like two picks. Right. Right. He dropped one this past right. week. He had a is basically a I think a curl route or a hitch route. He could take oh, it to the he house. He jumped it, yeah. He jumped it and he dropped it. And even that Kansas game, he read one of those screens so well that he he was already there. I mean, he basically yeah. ran the route for the guy. Quarterback threw it to him, and he dropped it. Trust me, I am not judging anybody <laughs> dropping passes because I was once called Stonehenge. But I also, I can attest that that is costing him, you know, uh, costing him a chance to right. get more accolades and becoming an all, you know, all conference player because he definitely has that type of ability. Yep. His instincts are unbelievable. He yep. you can tell he watches a lot of film. Yes. But yes. his instincts are really good. So when he sees what he saw on film or what they've been practicing and repping in practice, he immediately like jumps it. Yeah. Most most players, they wait, they hesitate. Like, yeah. oh, it could oh, be yeah. that, or maybe it couldn't. Oh, and once they get further data, more data points about the confirmation, um, maybe not only the formation, the personnel, but they have to actually see the play actually materialize and come to fruition. He doesn't. He he sees the quarterback. Yep. He sees the formation, the yep. personnel package, and down the down and distance. and goes all right. This is gonna it's gonna be a wide yep. receiver screen. I'm yep. jumping it. No doubt. And he jumps it.
0: Get right he
1: is, there. He, he is. His courage uh, yep. is it, it confirming his film study is unbelievable. I know you can tell from a DV. I used to watch a lot of film too. I did not have faith like he has right. in his film study. Right. And somebody's gonna use it against him. He's, trust me, I don't know why nobody double moved him this year. They got nervous. The screening go was yeah. there all year long. Yeah, and you, yeah, no stalk, doubt. The stalk blocking go is there because he's just so aggressive and his pursuit. You, I mean, you got to make it work against him. But there's no doubt. I'm with you, Arch. I don't know if there's a better DB in the country. In terms of suffocating wide receiver screens. Right. He just jumps them. No doubt. And I'm like, uh, does he have any res- other responsibility? Because he's jumping this route. He was like, that's my guy. Flat. That's yeah, right. Like, that's my guy. I, yeah, yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. Because like I said, I I recognize it. But yeah, he, he yeah. is so aggressive and his instincts are just unbelievable. So yeah, he'll be an all-conference player. He would have been first team, though, if he caught those picks. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, but good stuff there. I agree. That's uh good stuff there in harsh knock life. We'll come back. Uh uh, te- uh sorry, Texas. The <laughs> America, actually. Texas won too. But America won today in the World Cup, beating Iran, uh, 1-0. Uh, there's actually a story, uh, World Cup related that we'll get to an off the record on the other side. Also, we got to get some uh congratulations or in order for Patrick Mahomes, uh, once again extending his family. We'll get to that story. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, coming up and off the record right here on 1049 The Horn. D D Mega Doo I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, I don't get <laughs> breaking bad Well
0: Congratulations. Continue good sex in the uh, good sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record.
1: Do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live.
0: And things sucks.
1: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. This story is troubling. Uh, Iran uh, lost today in the World Cup, so they are done. Um, so they're out of the, the World Cup. Uh, Team USA advances. They're going to play Netherlands in the next round. But this story broke before the match. Um, and he said Iran Iran officials reportedly uh, this is from CNN reportedly threatened the families of their national soccer team's players ahead of their huge game with the U.S., insisting if they don't behave for the contest, uh, violence and torture could ensue back home. Uh, citing a World Cup security source, CNN reported Monday that members of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps met recently with its country's players to get the point across. Iranian players had previously shown support for protesters in their home country by refusing to sing its national anthem before its games against England back on November 21st. But before their game against Wales just days later, players once again participated in the song. According to CNN, the the IRGC has made it clear to players it expects no further protests in the World Cup including when the team kicks off its hugely important contest with the U.S. to Day uh, And the update was the Iranian players did not protest prior to the U.S. game. The entire team appeared to sing the national anthem. I uh, have the contest. Yeah. Uh, with Right. If those reports are indeed true. Uh, yes, I'm sure that all those guys were com- uh, men were compelled uh, to make sure that they were there for the national anthem. That is a horrible story. If uh, that's indeed the case, Iran state media. As, as, as actually asked FIFA to boot the U.S. out of World Cup action over uh, circumstances surrounding their, their group stage match after the U.S. altered an Iranian flag on social media. Um, and I don't know what, why they, they altered the flag. That's probably a deeper discussion. But they altered the flag and uh, apparently just upset um, the state um, of Iran. So they asked FIFA they boot out the U.S. as a result. Of course, they did not do that. That, that I mean... But, I mean, but he did apologize. Actually, the U.S. men's national team head coach, uh, he did apologize, Greg uh, Berhalter. I mean, he did apologize for the post. So,
0: I mean, there's so many things that you shouldn't even Mm. comment on, right? I mean, there's some things you should just keep it chill, right? Just keep it moving, man. Mm. There's so many different things that are going on. And that's why, you know, as we were sitting here getting ready to watch this game today, and I was with a bunch of buddies of mine, some of them came in from Houston, and I was just like, what is going on that we have to have these conversations, right? Like, why would you even bring that? uh, Why has it got to be national news when some of of the times, some of this stuff needs to stay behind the scenes? Like, we don't, as long as the families and everybody knows, those are some things that keep it that way. Yeah. No, I know there's some people
1: that basically believe that this entire World Cup should be boycotted. I
0: agree with that. And all the kind of protests
1: for human rights violations, where you're talking about uh, Qatar or what you're talking about. you know, different issues like this yeah. or, or even FIFA, by the way, just yep. the yeah. oh, the FIFA, federation the way they got it. Yeah, exactly. You know like that? people yeah. don't like FIFA. So that could be a lot of different reasons. And honestly, um, I don't you know, I don't begrudge anybody who believes that they should protest the World Cup um, because of some human rights violations at another level. I get that. Totally get it. Yeah. Um, that's unfortunate. That story, though, that is a. That's a horrible story. Right. You know, it's just a, it is. a story is. that should terrible. not be associated with international competition. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, that's, that's part of what makes the World Cup intriguing is that we a lot of different cultures coming together, a lot of different belief systems coming together for a common cause. That's the beautiful thing about it. But also, um, we don't all agree on how to uh no, <laughs> to, how to run our different <laughs> right. there you, go. you can say it like that. Right. How to run our different society. So uh yeah, that's a very troubling story. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, we'll get back to NFL discussion. Jerry Jones has made a statement about Odell Beckham Jr. who's on 105 through the fan. Uh, we'll uh, read that statement and talk about the Cowboys a little bit. They got the Colts coming up on a short week cuz the Colts uh, just lost to the Steelers on Monday Night Football. We'll talk about that as well and also uh, go around the NFL a little NFL review. All of that more right here on Baldom I want for now the horn.